What's going on, you Brapaholics? Welcome back to the Brapaholics Podcast, episode number three. I'm your host, Jesse, and I'm here joined with my best friend, Wyatt. Hello. And we're here to talk about Brapaholic stuff. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about trail riding and and kind of lead on to snowmobiles. Um, I know snowmobiling is several months away, but um, I think... You never know in Michigan. You never know. We are getting getting frost tonight. That's 40 degrees out. Yeah. They're they're predicting frost, so that kind of sucks. But um, today's topic will lead into the snowmobiling one, so there is a reason we're going to be talking about it. But I guess to... To start off, Wyatt, how was your weekend? What have you been up to? Um, well, it was, uh, we did stuff around the house, you know, I helped, uh, last year I built my wife a swing set that my dog, my great Dane, ran into and twisted it and it fell apart. Hmm. So. Well, he is a big boy. He is a very yeah, big boy. I can boy. see that happening. So, um, I fixed that, I put a lot more support on it, and actually use chain instead of dog cable to suspend it so uh hopefully it, it it's a lot more solid now than it was before yeah. so hopefully yeah. that works and then, learn. <laughs> then i got invited to a uh jeep show ride after uh i had a father's day dinner on sunday after that so i bombed over to club 37 just off uh m37 and we uh I think there was four four Wranglers and one Cherokee. We uh, went and rode the, we hopped on the trail system right off the bar there, and we uh, rode that a little bit. Man, it was like riding in a bounce house. It's it's so rough. Was wasn't groomed. Yeah, and especially you're coming off the tail tail end of the weekend, so. It, Probably mm-hmm. the worst part of the trails usually are. Weekends are the worst right now. But it was, uh, so I've, I've rode them trails a lot when I had my Razor, my 570, and that was, you know, just the trail riding there is like you just bomb it. You bomb the trails, and you're yeah. more there for the speed and the exhilaration of it. And just, uh, But you got to worry about people now. That too, but just going from the experience of it, as as in the Jeep, you know, you're not bombing, you're, you're going slow. and You're cruising. It's more of a... A joy ride. Kinda. A joy ride. A slow. A scenery. Enjoy the yeah. scenery. Slow cruise. Kind of dick off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Try not to break anything. <laughs> Hopefully the Jeep don't fall apart. Yeah. It bounce apart. More like it. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was good. Um, I enjoyed it. That was my first actual, like, Jeep ride in the Jeep. Cool. I haven't yeah. really off-roaded it yet, so that was one of the first yeah, times. I didn't think you have. I'd like to go off-roading with you in the Jeep. i got to do the experience. I would have invited you. It was kind of a last-minute thing. No, it's, it's fine. I was busy so, anyways. Yeah. But, cool. Yeah. You'll have to get some uh, Jeep content for you. Yeah, for sure. The and con- then you'll get the bug and get one, too. The content has been slacking a little bit, but that's my fault. I've been too busy with stuff. Ah, man, you got wedding in the books. It's coming. Yeah, it's w- going to be slow. Yeah, it's just the way it is. Um, but, yeah, so. Uh, that kind of sums up my weekend. I, I mean, I, I met um, some of my cousins came up from out of state, so I got to meet them and uh, their newlywed husband. So he's pretty cool. Cool. 
It's always nice seeing family you yeah. haven't seen in a while. It's his first time in Michigan, even. Oh. So he married into the family without meeting the family. Ah, so he's in for a handful. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's a cool dude, so. Good. Next time they're planning, they just come up short for a short trip. Next time they're coming up for longer, so maybe we'll take him fishing or something. Yeah. Get him hooked on. Give him he's the a, Michigan he, experience. He's a big bass fisherman of the Ozarks in Missouri. Oh. So. Cool. To show him around here. Yeah. Well, how was your weekend? Busy, like usual. Like I said last time, I can't believe it's been a week already. It just doesn't make sense. I don't know where the time's going, but like I, like we just said, I, wedding's coming up in four weeks now, three weeks, four. About just about a month. Ain't about it? a month, yeah, good four weeks away. So it's gonna, it's gonna keep up, catch up on me. Um. So yeah, you know, busy with that. Um, Brienne actually had her bachelorette party last weekend so i was a free man this last weekend i didn't do anything that exciting but <laughs> i you know had some free time <laughs> well, I, I heard you bought a new toy over the weekend yeah we'll get to that here in a second <laughs> but um i'm gonna skip over a couple days but uh let's see working on so i had a bunch of stuff come, so i went and um went to uh my best friend's stepdad he uh, got two lawnmowers um to work on um, so I got them and started tearing into them. Um, I'm still waiting from the dealership to tell me what they want to do with the Ranger. So that's still sitting in the woods, but I did tear into that a little bit. I don't remember what I said last week, but the Ranger, you know, it's a, it's a six-wheeler Ranger from like 2003, 2002, somewhere in that time frame. It's got a 500 in it. They removed the middle axles. Um, I finally got to start. Um, the valves were way out of adjustment. Um, the carburetor, they slapped a carburetor on or somebody did, but the carburetor wasn't tuned up. So I did all that. Was man, I did get it to start. Um, and it's smoking worse than two-stroke. I mean, it's bad. <laughs> so uh, so I put a compression test to it, and it's got 125 PSI. So uh, compression really isn't an issue, but I've seen some pistons, you know, even if they are war or cracked, they still hold compression. Especially if they got a lot of blow-by, like this one does. So I think the oil is creating compression still, because it's just blow. It's just so much blow-by. I mean, it's, remember the th if anybody watched my some of my older videos on YouTube, I had a 300 Articat I worked on, and that thing was blowing oil out of the exhaust. Well, this is doing the same thing, but the crank is not full of oil, so this one just got that much blow-by. It's it's crazy. So. Is it? Uh... Is it as good as Jake's truck was in my bachelor party? Um, it's yeah, it's just that bad. <laughs> um, I got it on video. I haven't made a video of it yet, but um, I do have it recorded, and it will be on the channel here soon. Um, but I'm waiting on them to decide. I told them, you know, a rebuild's gonna cost them maybe fifteen hundred dollars or so. Um, I offer them five hundred bucks to sell it to me. Um, so they're just kind of deciding on that. Um, it's probably since the market's so good right now. If I fix it up, take the four wheels off it, put the put six wheels on it um, that aren't you know insanely just regular wheels you know regular Ranger wheels um I'm a, you know I think I can get four thousand out of it but I gotta wait and see see what they want to do with that so that's in sitting in the back and then I had a Kawasaki mule I tore into um, they just need a new throttle cable and um, the governor was kind of screwed up on that this thing I don't remember if I said it last time. Um, but this mule has 3,700 hours on it. Wow. That's crazy. Um, it came from Fair State University. I 
Um, so they, they drove it around a lot. So I'm um, waiting on parts for that. and um, Probably had a lot of idle time. Yeah, it just ran a lot. But it, it fires right up. I start. Is it a gasser? It's a gasser. Uh-huh. It's got a Kawasaki V-twin in it. Um, it it rockets. It's you know it's a unit. It's, I've, I've heard a lot of good things about the mules. Yeah. For the workhorse, anyways. They, the Kawasaki makes good engines. I, people, some people give them crap, but they really do. Um, you included. Yeah, I just cause Brock likes them. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I rode my I had that Suzuki dirt bike and. I love that thing. Suzuki and Kawasaki's are the same thing, so they're owned by the nice. same company. So I mean, I like them. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, wait, didn't I uh, did that? Um, and then Saturday, I guess unrelated to four wheeling, but or no, it's Friday. Friday, uh, had a little fish fry with my my friends and cousins. Um, met some people come up we haven't seen in a while, and that was fun. And then so Sat- you guys were doing it, Brandon. Yeah. I was wondering what was going yeah, on. Yeah, it was just a little we fun We drove by ride. a couple times. Oh, like, we were up pretty late. I thought it was a Father's Day event maybe going oh. on. Oh, nope, just fish fry. They went fishing. I was busy, but they went fishing. And um, we ate we ate their fish they caught that, that day. So, um, also, I, you know, I worked on um, Eric's wife's car. I did brake job on her, on her car for her. So, I was busy. Did a lot. Um, then Saturday I was like, I'm tired. I am just, I rested and my sinuses have been killing me. So I just rested that day and Sunday did this, that was father's day. Um, same thing. Didn't do too much. Did yard work with dad and we got him a new Dewalt half inch impact drill. Oh, nice. Um, I guess I, I could say what well, I got my dad too when you're yeah. done. Go ahead. What'd you get him? Oh, I, I got him a, uh, so his weed whacker has been acting up. Mm-hmm. It's like it only start if you have it. Like I think it just need carburetor work. Probably, but I have tools for that. He's uh getting up there anyways, where he doesn't like the vibrations of the. Oh, for sure, and they're so, they're pretty heavy too. After I a while. bought him a uh, Ryobi forty volt wheelbacker. Okay. Yeah, those are good. And that thing's pretty slick. Those Ryobis are nice. Um, yeah, I I try. I was like, man, this reminds me when I was a kid. Like I'd get something battery powered, and my parents always charged the battery for mm-hmm. me overnight. <laughs> yeah. So I took it all apart and I charged the battery for him. Mm. I'm like, well, shit, well, I got it out of the box. Might as well put it together. So I put it together. And you used it, probably? No, I didn't use it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I put it in the closet, and I'm like, well, now i got to make something to put in the box. So I made him two T-shirts. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like, uh, it has this company he works for on the shirt. And it says, I work harder than an ugly stripper. <laughs> that, that was his favorite That's one. That's funny. That's and funny. then uh, the other one was quoted Joe Biden. And it's like, teach a man fish a lifetime or something and oh it yeah. just makes no sense yeah it's just kind of gibberish i, yeah. I seen that it was funny and my dad loved those so <laughs> but yeah so I, I yeah weed whacker i gave it to him he's like oh i can't wait to use it so it, it was raining when they came over for lunch mm-hmm. and uh we did it on saturday because uh i thought i was gonna have to work sunday but yeah i didn't have to work sunday um but after it got done raining he went out and uh, even on wet grass and that thing it's an animal. Like, it, yeah. it went through grass better than what my Husqvarna does, my gasser I got. There was electric motors have torque. That... And it, it's like it didn't bog it down at all. Like, mm-hmm. like where mine would have definitely bogged down, that thing went right through it. Yeah. Well, for just basic household stuff, if you got, say, like, a DeWalt kit, buy everything DeWalt. I mean, the batteries are interchangeable. 
the, you know, the chainsaws are they're yeah. all good stuff now. Weed whackers. Uh, I know we both we both have porter cable and I couldn't find any porter cable tools. Yeah. So I just figured uh, I wanted to get Milwaukee, but I didn't want to pay for the name Milwaukee, so yeah. I went with Ryobi. But I think I mean it. It rips. Mm-hmm. After watching the music, I told man I should have kept that and give you my old Husqvarna I got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Ryobi's they got some good stuff. I mean, yeah. I would say Dewalt and Milwaukee probably have the best stuff. When it comes to that yeah. type of tools, and then you got Ryobi and um, there was a Toro there too. They're pretty good, but I would say Ryobi is probably the next because just the versatility and they have some nice looking chainsaws and stuff they got. too for their forty volt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they make lawnmowers even. Ryobi does. Yeah. yeah, I was looking at one of those for Rebecca. Them are up there though. Them they're are pricey. Like four hundred bucks. Yeah, and they but. they they run like sixty volts. I think they run yeah. bigger batteries in them, but. Yeah, I got the one where it's the slide-in battery, kind of like our impacts. Not like yeah, the, that's probably the standard. Not like the pecker goes in the mm-hmm. hole. But yeah, he had Ryobi way before the lithium shit came out, and yeah, that lith- always ran good. I mean, yeah, a lot of Ryobi tools. Yeah, yeah the lithium, lithium, lithium. <laughs> that really kind of changed the game for these cordless tools. Yeah, I remember we, yeah, like the old 12 volt and 18 volt I, batteries. I still got some Black and Decker screwdrivers. Jeez, those things that, were just, they just don't, they didn't last. They didn't well, seem like I, I held on to them. I'm like, you know what? I use these as like just my drills to drill holes. But even drilling a hole with it, I got an old 12 volt mm-hmm. Black and Decker. That was the bee's knees when I got it. You know, yeah, it yeah. Top the line and shit, that thing is, I think I can hand drill a hole faster now than. <laughs> Yeah, Black and Decker, they, their name didn't hold. The, I don't know. They just kind of well, gave they, up on the tools a little bit. Well, they they got, just make really cheap stuff. They got bought out, so I think Dewalt owns Dewalt them. Dewalt owns them, but and someone owns Porter Dewalt. Cable. Porter Cable. Porter Cable owns them all. Is yep. that what it is? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's either Dewalt or Porter Cable is the main company, and then yeah, they, they all got bought out a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's only like two or three main companies now. Yep. Yep. So, cool. Um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was a good weekend. Brianna had a good time. Um, also, though, I guess we're going to come back to uh, Thursday. Um, so, like I said, I sold hot tamale. Still selling the ghost. Oh, here's oh, that's another thing I did. So I'm going to talk about the ghost again. So um, the, on the ghost, which is that gray mud high lifter quad that I, had, I, I bought, I fixed it up. I've been trying to sell it. I've been struggling like crazy to sell it. Um, so last episode we talked about putting different tires on it, cutting the snorkels off, which, so I did that. I cut off maybe eight inches off on the snorkel, so it's... My it's, my opinion, it looks way better. It does, and it rides. It's not in your face. Um, So the snorkels are eye level or, or flat with the dash, so the dash is the highest part you can go, which is, you know, that's deep enough anyways. Um, and then I found some tires. Originally, I was going to put new tires on the 14-inch rims that, that are on it, right now but um i figured that i think even with those big tires even though if i had trail tires on it i think the big tires would be a little bit of a turn off still so i decided to find some takeoffs so i found some takeoffs on the marketplace and um so i got then they're basically they're brand new i mean it looks like they only have like two rides on them i came off of a 2017 sportsman 450 which they run the same size as the 570s anyways, so it didn't really matter. The bolt patterns are the same. So, 
Um, so 200 bucks, new tires and rims. And nice. So now I got the high lifter tires for sale and my 14-inch rims for sale. And I did learn that those rims are actually for the Sportsman 850, the Scrambler, and the Sportsman 1000. They run, so the, the Sportsman 570 and down, they run a M, M10 bolt stud and then no 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 m8 bolt stud and then the sportsman 850s and, and the thousand they run a m10 bolt stud and then the razors the 900 and 1000 razor they run an m12 bolt stud i i thought there's only two sizes but there's actually hmm. three and that's why i was having a weird time finding nuts nuts and i was like there's something's not up so this guy put over the wrong rims on on this quad and i was wondering well, I, for some reason i thought the holes were just bored out because when i got the tires they were on there they were only they were held on by one lug nut so <laughs> i yeah. thought they were just kind of bored out a little bit i just kind of sucked it up and sent it but nope they're actually for a 850 quad so anyways i got those for sale and um i rode it and it's a totally different machine the suspension so actually works on it now Good deal. Because with those big tires, the suspension never moved. Yeah, you couldn't soak it up. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just weird. It just didn't allow it to move hardly. But now it's a good, nice Plus ride. I had enough, not a heavy enough tire that it, it couldn't do its thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess I don't understand the physics physics of it, but... Um, well, your force down's got to have a force up, too. Yeah. So for the, the spring rate, probably, them tires were just too big for it. Yeah. Yeah, they were oh, they were way too big, um, but now they work. <laughs> it's a totally different quad now. Don't hear him say that too much. Way too big. Yeah. <laughs> no. Anyway, so I did that, um, and then Thursday, um, I was been on the market for uh, a side by side, just kind of looking here and there. Uh, so I'm kind of addicted to this salvage bidding site. Yeah, what is that, by the way? So it's part of Copart, which Copart is the like main salvaged company that they run all the auctions and then this company works off of the copart and they're called auto bid master basically what they do is they they'll search the web for all these salvaged vehicles or quads or snowmobiles you know you name it boats motorcycles they're all it's all on there if it's salvaged or if, if a insurance company is selling something it's on there so their insurance company claims then? Yes. Okay. And they're 90% salvage. They're not totals, which I don't know. They're kind of the same thing. I don't I don't know the logistics of between a total and a salvage. I believe totals you can't put back on the road, I think. But I could be totally wrong on that. Anyways, these are salvage stuff. That's where I bought my truck. That's where I bought the Ghost. And this is where I uh, just bought this. Um, I'm, I'm, back on, I'm back on the team Can-Am. Um, Welcome. Yeah, it's you know, kind of feels good to be back. To be honest. Uh, Welcome to high quality, <laughs> overpriced parts. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I've been back and forth my whole life on players and Can Am. Um, you kind of have, it, it is. Yeah. I mean, I've I've had Hondas and I had my Suzuki bike, obviously, and I had a Kawasaki bike way back when. But when oh, I had a Yamaha, I've been everywhere, but mainly players and Can Am. Um, Two bigger names. In. Yeah, for, especially for this. Um, so what I bought is a 2020 Can-Am Maverick X3. Um, it's got 770 miles on it, and I paid 15000 for it at this point, um, which is pretty pretty good. Um, 
about seven thousand less than what they're selling for in marketplace. Yeah. This is yeah for yeah marketplace. And that's with two thousand miles at least. Yeah. So this one is the standard, the base model. So there's nothing special about it. It's just got 120 horse, which I can unlock with a tune if I wanted to. But um, your brother's got the thingy you need. Yeah, but he got to buy the code for it and stuff. But anyways, those aren't that much. I looked into it. Yeah, like 400 bucks, I think. Oh, they're not even that much. That's how much the Dino Tune thing is. Oh. It's like I think it's like 150 bucks. You can get just for the code. For tunes. For, oh, for tunes. I guess I don't know how it works. The the tuner itself isn't a lock thing. Oh, it's not. Okay. So you just are buying the tune. It basically in that thing though, it wouldn't be bad to have your own because it can it re-downloads your um it downloads your stock on there. Yeah. And then it completely erases off your machine. So there's not any back door. Oh, so if something screws up, you don't have... You can re-download the stock. Yeah. You don't, it's not, you're just SOL. You right. Know? Okay. Okay. So that's where having it your own, you know, this, this screen would be nice, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll look into it. Or warranty Eventually. Work. Yeah. You, you this don't. ain't warrantied anymore. <laughs> 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 so the only thing, I don't have it yet, but as far as I can tell, the rear... Right trailing arm and radial rods are all screwed up. Um, the tire don't look bent. The rim and stuff. I don't know if the tires popped, but um, oh, and, and a new CV axle. Actually, that's gonna come in tomorrow. Um, I got all them or I got all that ordered. Uh, I don't think anything else is wrong with it. But if the tire popped, I know a guy selling some nice high lifter tires. I was really tempt. I'm really tempted. I mean, if I can't sell them fast enough, maybe I'll put I them on there. I bet that suspension but... would handle it. Oh yeah, for sure. It just it's just gonna suck to change the tires because I don't have canium rims. But let's not oh, buy spacers. Spacer, yeah. I could do that too, but probably not going. I know a guy selling a Defender. You could throw the canium rims on there. <laughs> yeah. Buy the rims for twenty one grand and get a Defender. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, so. Yep, so that should be in. I'm hoping by this week, and I'll start tearing into that. Yeah, it does run and drive. Um, they have a little, they have a, they test it before they they list it, and so it does start up. So there's nothing wrong with the engine by any means, and it isn't by the pictures. It doesn't look like anything else is wrong. For some reason, the taillights are hanging out. So I'm wondering if they got hit by somebody and it just popped the plastics kind of apart a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, they probably just held in there by them old plastic. Yeah, there's, there's probably not much holding them in. So, I don't know. I'm hoping plastics aren't broken. They don't look like they are, but we'll see when I get it. It'll be on the channel. So if you haven't yet, subscribe to uh, YouTube.com/brapaholic and um, yeah, subscribe. And that's where all the content is. A lot of cool stuff in there. Yeah, here. for sure. So, yeah, I think that's kind of what we've done last week. So I guess we're going to start leading into our first topic. And um, so lately, and I really haven't done much of this at all this year just because I've been so busy, but it seems like the last two years, especially last year, trail riding, just trail riding in general, it doesn't matter what it is, but it's just, like, exploded. Like, it's crazy. There's And you, if you head down, because a lot of people, because we live up north, we, we live in we northern live Michigan. In, we live in pretty much the heart of the lower part of Michigan. 
yeah the heart of the trail systems yeah so where most of the main trail systems start is where we kind of live um and you head downstate on a weekend you just see all these cars coming up north and they're all towing on their machines it doesn't matter what it is four by fours you know quads dirt bikes side by sides everything golf Jeeps, carts go, yeah anything that can go down a trail people are bringing it up and just kind of leads me to which you, you say it's kind of funny our holiday weekends we go to like grand rapids or mm-hmm. mount pleasant we go to like a city and go out to eat or something. Pretty much. Because we know better than to go ride the trail system. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gotten to this point <laughs> where trail riding on the weekends is awful. Um, so it's kind of leading into our first topic is what is what is happening to the trail riding? Why is it so big? Why is it so popular? Why is it so chaotic right now? I guess we'll just kind of go with that. So, uh, you got any thought, first thoughts about this? Well, initial first thought is unemployment still is at all time That's probably high. the one of the biggest reasons right now. And yeah. a lot of people got big yip checks, and they're making a bunch of unemployment so they can afford a toy side-by-side. Yep. They can afford the payment for it. And have time off work to use it. Yep. So, that that's one initial thought, but... Um, but even beyond that, it's been growing for the last 10 yeah, years, it's, it's like been, big time. Well, in the last 10 years, look at the advancements. I mean, yeah, especially you said it yourself, you know, you got your, uh, your old, well, I guess it'd be the last 15 years. You got a 2003 uh, Players Ranger, you know, six-wheeler. Look at that compared yeah. to even the new Can-Am six-wheelers. I mean, yeah. You're drifting six wheelers now. You wouldn't have thought to do that back <laughs> in the day. No, heck no. So they weren't even built good just, like that. Just the advancements yeah. in the technology, and just and a lot of it is too. I mean, yeah, side by sides were a thing, but they weren't a trail riding thing. No, they were now they're work, just they were a tool. Up. Yeah, even my my six by six or not a six seater, misspoke there. My six seater Defender is. Defender's the working one. Even that, you can trail ride. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it does fine. I, it keeps I, up. Yeah, it can cruise 40, 45 on the trails. Yeah. I mean, it's just long. But all the work ones, you can you can trail ride those now. I mean, you can. Yeah, you see a lot of rangers. There's not really stuff. a work only and a play only machine. Not really anymore. I mean, maybe some of the diesel ones. but Even like the razors, though, you can work those. Yeah, you, I mean, you could if you wanted to. I, I used mine for deer hunting before. My yeah. little 50 inch. That worked great in the woods. It was like driving a quad. Yeah, pretty much. Something you could tote your rifles and shit with. Mm-hmm. But, um, I know, yeah. There's just. And I, th- I think that's another part of it is uh, like, I don't know, the, the newer sports side by sides, like your X3, you're getting there like basically like a mini trophy truck. Like Yeah, they're just a souped can, up dune buggies, really. I mean, yeah. It, it's. Yeah. For sure. It's and just a lot more machines to ride now. In the last couple of years, I've been riding, and I haven't I haven't been over to Silver Lake lately, but I've heard they're making some stupid laws over there. Yeah, I haven't been there this year. Forcing it. But on the trail system in the last couple of years, I've only run into the DNR a handful of times. So that might be another reason is, hey, you got 100 miles of trails, you only got four DNR officers enforcing it. Maybe I can get away with doing more stupid shit on the trails. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of acreage to ride, so I can. Yeah, but they do have the the 
one encounter I have had with DNR is they have two different kind of quads. They had a, and this was over by Club 37, they have a Raptor 700, and they have a... Really? I've never seen them ride. They also have a Sportsman 850. Okay. So they got the best Hmm. of both worlds right there. I've never seen a DNR on a... Every time I've seen a DNR on the trails, is they were in a pickup truck, so I haven't really encountered them. Oh, that we much, were in a but. we were in a big group. We were actually split into two groups. I think there were seven of us when we pulled over to take a break. We're actually kind of glad they didn't stop because there was a guy riding with us on a banshee that he just risked it and said fuck it and no stickers. <laughs> oh, he yeah. had last year's stickers, but not the current year. Yeah. So, uh, he he kind of hid behind the. Bush, because where we pulled over is like, you know, is the turn to go to Carryville or Irons or Cadillac. Oh, know, yeah, the, yeah. The okay. Three corners. Yeah. That's where we were at, is big wide, so we, there was a bunch of us. We just kind of pulled off the trail, and he kind of parked in the woods a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we just waved at the DNR as they went by, and they waved back, and mm-hmm. they were, I don't, know, I don't know if they were looking, they were moving. Most time, most of the time, they don't really look for stickers. They're, they're mainly, to me, they seem like they're just looking for chaos you know yeah get they probably would met us on the trail it might have been a different yeah story. yeah maybe i mean uh, if he was going like a, a screaming banshee not uh, not to be uh, i don't know if it was that trip or not but, but uh we were on our way to carryville on like the long straightaway it was oh just yeah bumpy as hell yeah yeah and i was behind him in my razor 570 and it looked like he was like shifting like riding a bucking bronco almost I didn't. I couldn't tell what was going on, but we get to Garyville. His handlebars came loose. <laughs> I've done that before. So he was he was shifting his his handlebars were twisting back and forth on it <laughs> on these bumps, and he couldn't slow down because I was right on his ass. Yeah. So I mean, and I had guys right on my ass on bikes and shit. So luckily there were some people that had tools at Carryville. We were able to get his handlebars fixed. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but he's like, man, that thing was a beast to ride out over them whoops and then that had nothing solid to grab onto. I can imagine. I broke on my Can-Am DS650. I snapped them handlebars in a wheelie once. Oh. And, uh, yeah, that was not fun. I Luckily, I was able to hold... I was holding the, le- the left handlebar still, so I was able to hit the clutch to stop, but I was uh, heading for some trees. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, lucky he didn't bust them. He just his screws backed out on the bumpy okay. trails. So. Well, that's good. At least, he, you know, He learned it. a lot tight those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I guess I'm going to kind of backtrack a little bit. My dad's so noisy up there. <laughs> um, should get him down here. I know. I'm surprised he's up. He's probably got some good stories. Yeah, we'd have to get get him on during the day though. <laughs> but um, so actually, so the trails actually opened up in Michigan. I should say most of Michigan. I wouldn't say I want to say like 15 years ago. That's just a rough guess. Um, so it's kind of a new thing. Um, they, as far as I know, they used to be open way back when. Um, the old snowmobile trails were anyways, and they just kind of put a stop to it, and I'm not really sure why. But um, for the longest time, you couldn't ride on the roads or the trails or anything. Um, luckily for us, um, in the, our part of the family, we had acreage to ride on. So obviously as kids, we had places to ride, and then we have these private trail systems back here where we live. Uh, like the gravel pit or, you know, so that's what we rode when we were kids. But. And, and with that, too, I was kind of thinking about this, is uh, 
We didn't necessarily have to be of age to ride those. And we didn't have to have stickers no, on those to not ride on those. private property. It was no. all private. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. That's, yeah, that's true. So, I mean, that's where, you know, that's how we started riding is on our private property. But um, I know, that, I think the UP opened up first. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on this. But once that, once the snowmobile trails in the UP opened up, um, I remember my grandpa, when the Yamaha Rhino came out, you know, he was, he bought that, like, one of the first people to buy that. I mean, in the area, anyways. It was very new. So we had, like, an 04 Rhino, 660. And I remember, right, you know, he got that. My dad had an Articat 300, 4x4. And um, we took him up to the UP and rode on the snowmobile trails. I was a little kid at the time. I rode with my grandpa in the buck in the, the passenger side seat. And uh, that was kind of the beginning of trail riding. And I just remember there was, you know, it was, it was very, fairly... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Budweiser. Yeah. <laughs> it was fairly new, so you, there was no one on the trails, you know, and it was fun, um, you know, and it just seemed like progressively, progressively, it just kept getting more and more people, especially with newer machines. So, like I said, the side-by-sides are kind of a new thing at this point, so the people you met, they were all on four-wheelers, and even dirt bikes, they they kind of went out of style a little bit in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, I would say. I know sport I quads. Like, sport quads were the thing. Yeah, I feel like everybody going, had a sports quad. Yeah, going with you know I don't know I so I had the dirt bike for a little bit, you know, a year or so ago. Meeting a side by side or a quad on the trail was always interesting when you're on. Oh yeah, so for sure. That might be where that when it did start getting popular, where that they switched to the single tracks more. Yeah. There's yeah, it, there was only you know other dirt bikes. Um, so yeah, um, and I remember um, <laughs> before our county allowed us to start riding the tr- on the roads, um, my grandpa actually uh, converted his Rhino into a road street legal oh, buggy. Oh really? Yeah. Um, That's at, cool. Well, at first, because since we were tech- we were you know a dairy farm, we have a little bit more privileges than other people so we were able by law to put a slow moving vehicle sign on it because we were using it as a farm equipment and uh we had to put blinkers on and stuff but the county allowed it and then um and then finally they opened up the roads i I don't remember why or how but so you just had to buy orv stickers off-roading vehicle stickers and you're good to go pretty much and then when did they they didn't always used to be two. I feel like they're like... No, so yeah, it was just one. Uh, the two-sticker deal, I don't know why they did it. More money. More well, it's for more money. But, yeah, it was just one sticker, and I remember this. They were $11. And now they're, what, $37 for both? Uh, if you get just the one where you can drive on the roads, it's 26 and a quarter. And then if you get the one to drive on the trails too, it's it's thirty six and a quarter total. That's ten more dollars to get the trail. Okay, permit. I remember one one was cheaper than the other. The trail permit's cheaper, but you have to I'm have surprised. both of them. Yeah, it's That's so stupid. That's the catch. You have to have both of them. Yeah, it's so stupid. Um, really, it should just make it one sticker. It's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It don't. <laughs> but I guess if you're just a person that's riding on the roads, why buy both? But that's very unlikely for uh, most people. A lot of the people, like me and my dad, we we drove on the roads mostly. Yeah. But um, for the convenience of it, some of the trails were shortcuts 
to the roads we wanted to get to, sure. so we just bought the extra. That's fair. Yeah. And if you go riding during the week, like, when I first bought my Razor, I had Tuesday and Wednesdays off work, and I worked every weekend. Mm-hmm. We'd go out to lunch on, like, Wednesdays, and we'd meet, like, one side by side. Yeah, yeah. So, the weeks are, the weekdays are the best time to ride, and we'll get to that um, in a bit. So, progressively, you know, trails start opening up, and finally we get in more and more buggies, so then the players that came out with their, uh, their Razor, and that really changed the game for side-by-side riding. Um, and I remember this, when they first came out with one, we bought, my dad bought one, uh, we had an 08 Players Razor 800, and um, one of my cousins, he also had one, his was a older or newer it don't matter so he had one and then my grandpa had a ranger and we just had a whole group of us pretty much just side by sides and i was of age to ride i was legally i was 14 so i was legally able to ride on the trails with an adult and i took my orb safety so you know i had a certificate and everything and i I had remember that class oh that was so fun man that was such a breeze for me too (laughs) i aced that it was fun anyways uh (laughs) not the brag um (laughs) Yeah, I remember I had a, at that time I had the Yamaha Blaster, and we took all these things up to the UP, and we just rode all the snowmobile trails. We would basically what we did was we would ride the trails, to just ride all day, you know, have lunch, and then we'd when you know the day was ending, we would go to a motel or hotel, stay for the night, and just so we did basically a huge loop in the UP and well, went fun. back to the you know we took off from the bridge and then went right back down. That's how we started doing it. And then eventually we would, you know, camp and bring our camping gear. And we we did all kinds of different stuff. Um, and then it just seems like um, all of a sudden, you know, more and more people are getting side-by-sides. People are liking them more. Just, I don't know, they just got really popular. And all of a sudden, everybody's doing it now. And uh, so we're to this point that... So we, the snowmobile trails and stuff, that's pretty much where all, you know, it's all that you can ride. I mean, you got Silver Lake Sand Dunes and stuff around here, but, so, uh, we're to this point where these trails are getting ridden so much. Even the day they're groomed, they're rough. Yeah, so they'll, I don't know what, I don't know how the grooming schedule works anymore. I think they mainly do it on Fridays. It's a Dink. it's a voluntary thing, and it's too. voluntary. There's, there's usually clubs, so they help get funding for them and stuff. But it's to this point where, especially in the weekends, there's so many people on the trails, and it's it can be very dangerous because people some people are just complete idiots. They go oh yeah ninety miles an hour like it's, it's insane. And they and if they're coming, you know, head on, they'll take the bank corner where it's not their corner. Yeah, the, the corners left are the and worst. right ideas, you know, stay yeah. in the lane. Yep. I met uh, one of our first or second. I think it was our second time out riding. Me and my dad bought our razors. I met a a guy. I call him a kid, but a guy on a quad, and he was he was clearly in my lane on the corner. He was not inside. He was on the outside bank. And it was going to be a head-on collision. Mm-hmm. And I set my razor over the berm. Rather than hit the guy, I went for the the woods. And my dad's like, 
he was right behind me. He's like, you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. He's like, I'll be right back. And he went and exchanged words is what he told me. But yeah. I'm not sure what all went down. <laughs> no, and then bad. He, yeah. he had to come. He had to winch me out. I was, I couldn't make it back up the berm out of the trees. He had to winch me back off the bank. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, even that, that was 2016. So that was. And th- that's when it, honestly, probably started to get really popular, I would say, around that time yeah. frame. I mean, and now it's just and that was a bad. guy in a quad. If I met another side, who knows? You know, yeah. Like, I I had a little room for air, but not much. Yeah. I mean, we're both coming in the corner, forty miles an hour. You figure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just dangerous. Um, and we're gonna get our next topic's gonna be about snowmobiles, but it's gonna kind of tie together. Um, but there's always this general rule when you're snowmobiling, and I I, I get this from my my grandpa and my dad because they. You know, back in the 90s and when snowmobiling was so popular, like I would say ATV and side-by-side riding is so popular right now, kind of the same concept. The leader was actually the second, they said that the person in the second position, you know, the second guy in line was the most dangerous spot to be in. Because normally the, the leaders, they see each other, they swerve out of the way. And then the two second the, people don't the two second it. people don't know what to do, and you know normally these people are you know going off in the ditch or whatever. So then you got the second people that come in at each other, and that's where it can get kind of fishy. And you're gonna get ass packed or hit the guy in front of you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so, and you're always you know you're always hoping that no one's coming around the corner at 90 miles an hour, you know that type of thing. So we're at this point. So what's the deal? What changed? And I think now, for one, you know, the obvious answer is we said this already. But you got, you got COVID that changed everybody, quit working, and then you got the unemployment now. So people are have buying more. They have they have more money to spend. They have more time to ride, um, and that's that's kind of where we're at. And I haven't even ridden this year just because I've been so busy. My and, first time out on the trail. Well. I guess I took the the pit bike out, if you count that. Yeah. Well, we I, yeah. We that, didn't really go still, we were we, on the trails. but <laughs> That's still pretty hilarious. Yeah, that was, that was pretty rough. We ended up taking roads. But <laughs> my, I'd say my real first time was over the weekend in the Jeep. Okay. And I mean, that that was rough. Yeah, I don't. We met, we met one side by side, and it was tight. I mean, if he wouldn't have seen our leader, it would have been. A Jeep parked on top of a, a Yamaha Viking. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but. I, I don't even know why we haven't gone yet. I mean, Brock has gone by himself, but, I mean, even us. I mean, I could have took the sportsman out every now and then. I think probably it's just, just been so busy. Timing, yeah. And the timing probably hasn't been the best. Planning. A lot of shit yeah. going on this year. I mean, there's just a lot going on, and plus my dad don't have his side-by-side, but. Yeah, we just haven't gone out as much as we have the last previous years. But you know what? It just it's been. I've been hearing a lot of crazy stories of just how bad it's been. Um, plus, I'm on. We have a Facebook group, and I kind of left it because it, people are just so. I'm trying not to be mean, but people just don't understand, and I'm or not trying to call the them stupid. Riders. The trail riding group, they're people are yeah. so dumb, you know. Yeah, they get um, pissed off over the wrong thing. Yeah, you know, you get people that. 
ask a gen a genuine question. You know, how's the trail riding this week, or you know, how the trail is looking? Well, it's is it bumpy. Muddy? What do you expect? Yeah, it's bumpy. You just go sixty miles an hour over over the the whoops. You'll be fine. You'll take the bumps. That's what the machines are meant. No, that's not what they're asking. That they're type asking of thing. What kind of what kind of conditions to expect? Yeah. You know, you get rude comments. People know everything. Yeah, or yeah, you get the people. It's like you, you southern, you southern people. You don't belong up here. You know <laughs> that yeah. type of thing. That's wrong. You know, but yeah. So we're just to this point, and you know, if you want to ride on the trails, do it during the weekdays because a lot less people. And the well, trails don't tell are. Them that. That's our secret. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> well, it shouldn't be that too hard to figure out, but. <laughs> The trails are and our tra- the trails are a little bit better groomed. Um, and and another thing too that's you know going we're going pretty much from dirt bikes to quads to side by sides is the side by sides you know you get the brake bumps and you get the acceleration bumps so on both sides of the corner you're getting pretty yeah, well. Yeah, and we'll bring up a good point about the side since and, there's, there's more. Okay, sorry. Not it's to it's you. fine. And thinking about it, when we went out into Jeeps, the corners were the smoothest part of the trail. Yeah, well, for one, people like to fishtail through them, so they kind of flatten out the yeah. tatter bumps. And but you got your brake bumps and your takeoff yeah. bumps. Yeah, and then chatter then bumps. It, yeah, so yeah, you get this, you get a smooth corner, and then people accelerate again or stop, yep. and, and then you get the chatter bumps forming. But here's another point of why the the trail riding is just so much more crazier and, and maybe a little more dangerous is that these side-by-sides, you know, these trails are designed for snowmobiles. A lot of them for, a lot of them were just, you know, two-tracking snowmobile trails. A lot That's how they, just, they were designed. But, um, so most quads, you know, back in the day, inches. Fi- 40 to 50 inches wide. And mm-hmm. now we got side-by-sides are 60, 60. 64. 72. Yeah, 60 to 72 inches. Yeah. That's a big gap. Yeah, so now if you got, you know, two 72-inch side-by-sides running towards each other, you know, what's, we, what's I've happening I've run here? into that. Yeah. With the K&M, I got... And the then def- you got Jeeps, too, that I are met, also on the trails. Yeah, the, I met a... Def- I, I was in the Defender, and I met a X3, the high-performance one. Mm-hmm. He was 72. My top pretty much grazed his roll bar. Yeah. So if I would have met another Defender, we would have hit cages for sure mm-hmm. and that was on tin cup okay yeah just crazy and then you get people bitching out people that are taking their side by sides down 50 inch trails i mean it's fun i've done it but I, i've taken my i went on my razor i took that down to 50 inch yeah that's fun it's fun but i understand people will get mad about it because you're not supposed to ride on them but <laughs> well, that's why i bought the 50 inch razor yes yeah. is the the trail right air quotes the trail edition yeah yeah no those tight trails are fun i, I prefer them better than the wide open big snowmobile trails you know that are like it, it's fun because you get good stories like like so the 50 inch trails like the one i rode in leota most of the corners were banked. So I'm in my side-by-side, and I'm riding with a dirt bike, me and Justin. And every corner in my fucking roll cage would hit a red pine. <laughs> so, like, halfway through the day, I figured out if I'm, like, going up the corner, like, I'm going to send it and just say F it and go, you know, over the berm. But then last minute, crank it off, my roll cage didn't hit. So it was exhilarating for me to do that. <laughs> right. That scared the shit out of my fiance <laughs> to do it. 
So my front funny. tire's in a grab. We were sending her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's good. But it, it was a lot of fun, and I, I do miss riding the 50-inch mm-hmm. trails. Yeah. <laughs> we should, we're probably going to put, I, I, I'm just thinking about this topic now, but we'll try to maybe add one of our stories. We'll probably, that should be a goal. We should add stories, a trail riding story, or some sort of riding story to every episode. So oh, yeah, that'd be a good you know, break so, into. So, I guess if you want to break into it now, is there anything you want to add to the trail riding topic? I feel like that was a pretty good one. But, yeah. Well, I guess at Leoto when we were riding, so Justin, we were taking turns at the stop signs or intersections. Who mm-hmm. would lead? Because it was pretty dusty, and he was on. He had a '87 uh, Yamaha 250 dirt bike. Yeah. And I was in my Razor 570, so we were going, and neither one of us had rode this trail system, so we're going up this sandy hill, and I'm cruising, like, at 45, and he he made the mistake, and we've talked about this. He was right on my ass going up this hill. And to me, it looked like the hill went to the right, like, the peak <laughs> went to the right. Heard the story. <laughs> so I'm going up it, and I'm like, well, I can't let off because Justin's right behind me. I didn't want to dick him on the hill. And so I'm going, and I crest the hill, and there's a big fucking rock to the right. But apparently it went back to the left, so that was a <laughs> really fast decision on my point not to hit the rock and mm-hmm. swerve back down to the left. And that that we we still talk about that to this day about going up the hill. And he's like, "Yeah, I probably shouldn't have been following that close." But <laughs> yeah. like neither one of us knew the trails. <laughs> yeah. And that was after that big storm we got, too. So a lot of the trails had trees down and shit, too. We we, we had to go around that. And oh, yeah. We cut up through the woods, and mm-hmm. I drove over some saplings and <laughs> kind of shit. I've done that. Done that. So I'm just going to I'm gonna tell a small one here. Uh, maybe in the next episode I'll do some more UP stories because I got a lot of UP stories. <laughs> but, um, so this is back. So this is when Sunrise first opened up again for Orbeez. Um, so this is probably back in, I want to say like 2012, maybe 2011. So my grandpa had a commander. So this is when the commanders were out. So yeah, this is like 2012, 2013. Um, I had my Can-Am DS650. And um, so yeah, we decided to go to the Sunrise Trails, which are a state land here. It's pretty close to us um, in Everett. <clears throat> and uh, so we decided to hit and this is my first time, but we decided to hit those trails. Basically, all the state land is is just two-track trails, and, you know, people can go hunting back here. They can just do whatever. It's state land, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so we decided to go riding, and my first time, like I said. Um, so we're just following, and we have, if you don't know my grandpa, he just kind of goes wherever he feels like it most of the time. He just kind of guesses on what's, <laughs> what direction he's going. So we're riding in this state land here, and uh, we find some really tight trails. And these trails aren't regulated. They're not like snowmobile trails by any means. These are just tracks. Um, and you honestly... Two track? They're just tracks, trails, yeah. Um, and honestly, in this state land, you can pretty much ride wherever you want if you wanted to. I mean, there's not really any regulations, I don't think, in, that, in that state land. And these aren't... They're just trails. They're just trails. You just State property. Yeah, you're just allowed to ride wherever. Um to a to a point, because <laughs> there are there is a single track in this uh, state land, 
And uh, so we're going down these tight trails, and these and these side by sides, you know, are fifty to sixty inches wide. I think the commander sixty inches. Yeah, this is the first first commander, yeah. so um, I mean, these things were I think yeah probably sixty inches. Um, we hit a dead end. The trail just kind of ended. Um, so yeah, we started making our own paths, you know, running over saplings. We just kind of you know did our own thing. Uh, it was fun. Uh, eventually, we ended up hitting the dirt bike trail. <laughs> <laughs> so we're riding, we're riding uh, we're riding uh, the side by sides. We're riding the single track, and uh, <laughs> yep. So here comes some some dirt bikes in front of us, coming towards us, and uh, it was a little sketchy. Um, they were they were cool with it, <laughs> but I just like it's just ridiculous. We're just riding these side by sides down the single track until we found the main road finally and. The way we went, but I got one similar to that. Yeah. So when me and my dad did buy them razors, uh, we always rode Lincoln Hills because they're like five minutes away from Lincoln Hills. But off once you cross the bridge and you start headed back uh, to the east, it says fifty inch trail system on our our map and not on our Lake County map on the National Forest map. It says there's a fifty inch trail. It's like, well, we'll try it out. You know, we got the 50-inch machines. Well, this is not a maintained 50-inch trail. So, like, the first, you know, like, 100 yards or so was good. Well, the farther we got onto this trail, it was uh, getting tighter and narrower. <laughs> and ended up putting her in low, like, going from high to low and crawling oh, over yeah. shit. And I'm like, man, this feels like a single track. Like, <laughs> Well, lo and behold, their their fifty inch trail was the Cadillac motorcycle single track. Oh. So we drove on that for like two miles. I mean, we're like crawl like I had to put a four low. I was crawling over stumps. Oh yeah, Been and there. we're like, well, we're not gonna fit through there. So when we drive over the saplings, and like <laughs> at this point, we've decided whatever first road we come to, we're just taking the road. Yeah. We don't care if it's legal or not. That's what we, we that's and, where we were at. And we're like, do we turn around? Like, there's not really, we don't really want to go back the way we came because there's so much shit we had to yeah. go over. Yeah, we made it this far. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, at one point I was crawling over a stump and my roll cage was leaning on a tree and I'm like, well, whatever happens, happens, I mm -hmm. guess. And we ended up popping out on a 10-mile road. Oh, okay. <laughs> Looking back, it was 10-mile yeah. road. Huh. We didn't know where we were at when we started ripping that up, Yeah, that was fun. But all that's open to Orbeez now, so. Yeah. <laughs> back then, not so much. Yeah. yeah. We were able to get away with a lot more back then, too. I just feel like just since there's just so many more people involved in this, that they're a lot, I think they're a lot faster to write tickets now. Yeah. And also, you know, I, I'm, you know, from the Luther area, I got a pretty, pretty popular last name. Yeah, you do. So, like, <laughs> a lot of people know my dad, and a lot of people know me. So, like, you know, some things that a flatlander might not get away with, we probably got away with, because he either knew the officer that was in question, or knew someone <laughs> of higher command in their vicinity. Yep. So, kind of famous being in a small town. But I can see why trail riding is appealing to a lot of people because well, especially well for one I grew up with it I just love it but for people that don't get out too much or you know st stuck in the city or a suburb or something you know that's your way of getting out and enjoying 
the Michigan, or not just Michigan, but just nature and just being outside and just having fun. Part of pure Michigan. Yeah. So, um, but the, the thing I love to do the most, and we haven't done it in a while, is, but it's taking wheelies. Well, I love doing wheelies. <laughs> <sighs> I haven't done them in a while, but I like doing wheelies. Um, but what I really like to do is take a, a nice long week vacation and just ride. And this is something we haven't done in a while. But what we would do, and we would go rustic camping. We would take our camping gear along with us, especially on the side-by-sides. We would you know, take duffel bags and stuff of our all our stuff. We would take portable grills. You know, we were literally, literally camping within nature, so... I've always wanted to do that. And we wanted to do it this year. It's just not going to work out with the wedding and everything. But hopefully, maybe this fall we could still do it. It would be a little colder. Um, but Brianna's in school, so it probably won't work out. But Next summer would be cool. Yeah, so hopefully next summer we can do it. But what we do is go in the UP. We don't have to do that. We actually think about doing it in Canada. But anyways, um, so we take our camping stuff with us. So we would... You know, drive. So we just drive all day. It doesn't matter where. I mean, most of the time we have a kind of a destination where we're going, just to help. A start point. Just to help get us to go somewhere. But on that trip, you know, we would camp. So we'd go until we'd go all day until we find a spot to camp for the night. You know, and we would bring food with us. We had coolers packed full of lunch meat, and then we brought our own burgers or steaks or whatever. Cook them on the grill or over the fire. You know, we can't. We pack light, obviously. We'd tent, so we'd bring our own tents and stuff. That's how we would sleep, sleeping bags, um, and just wake up the next day and go. Um, sometimes you were got in sticky situations, like sometimes you couldn't find a lake or a river to sleep by to clean yourself, because after a full day of riding, you're dusty, you're mm-hmm. dirty, <laughs> you're grubby. Um, sometimes you couldn't do that. Um, so I remember one time. Um, we forgot to pack water, <laughs> so, uh, we, we found a lake, so we did camp by a lake, so we literally took a pot of water and boiled it down and filtered it through coffee filters, and we drank that, we made coffee, and, and, uh, we brushed our teeth and drank it after it cooled, you know, we done, we did that, so, yeah, you were pretty much within nature to a point i mean obviously you bring stuff to survive but mm-hmm. it's just so much fun like living and, off the grid for a week yeah you pretty much are um occasionally we would stop at a hotel to like refresh you know get a good shower if we really needed to but you know it's just so much fun i have that's one of my best memories and i'll talk about it another time um because i have some fun stories about that trip or two we've done it twice maybe three times i don't matter but <laughs> um yeah, so much fun. That's why I just love trail riding. Um, so I, I just wish we could do it more right now. It's just the way it is. But um, that's, that's just how fun. I got into it. Just a lot of fond memories. Um, and I just I remember you talking it. about that in school. Your trips, like yeah, like the one trip you got your three, you and your two brothers had the racing quads. Yep. And it was like <laughs> just did. a mud pit. Like every like. 10 yards or so you're getting wind that's or... that's the one i'm going to talk about that's the most vivid memory the most fun memory i've ever had riding is we went i'm not going to go into too much to de- detail this time but next time i will talk about it when we have a we'll we'll think of something to come up with um maybe it'll be story time next week 
<laughs> but yeah, we went. We had a. We we're planning on going, you know, a good sixty miles this day. And uh, we took a guess. I mean, because we didn't have nowadays. We there's GPS apps and stuff on your smartphones. Back then, smartphones really weren't that big of a thing. There was no apps. You went by paper by maps. Garmin, even. Tom yeah. Tom. I mean, the Garmin <laughs> just didn't have the trail maps, yeah. you know. Um, so we were going by old snowmobile trails on the maps because that's all they had. And this trail was a snowmobile trail. And in this wintertime, this trail is frozen. Summertime, it's not. So this five-mile stretch was nothing but mud. And we didn't know that the whole five miles was going to be pure mud. So um, we get to this, you know, the first time we go through this little tricky mud spot, we make it. And we're like, well, maybe it's not going to be like this when we go up. So, you know, we just keep going. And... Um, it kept getting worse. Well, we made it this far, so it can't be too much far. It can't be too much worse than it is now. Oh no! The whole time, this whole five mile stretch, pure mud. We had we literally winched ourselves out of this five miles. We would have one side by side keep going until they get stuck. Winched winched ourselves out. They'd turn around and winch this because we were on sport quads. They'd winch us through the mud, and then everybody else would try to make it through. And it was a oh my, it was fun. Looking back, it was fun, but you know, it's just time, one of them moments. It was moments. frustrating. It was frustrating. It was still fun, though. Remember the know? memories, though. That's yeah. what you remember. Is so, it took us eight hours, maybe even more, I don't remember, to go five miles. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, we stayed in the motel that night because we were covered in mud. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was so much fun. Good thing you could find a motel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were close enough by to a town that had a motel, so that was fun. Yeah, we want to do that again. Of course, Canada's border got shut down since last year. I think they're reopening here soon, but can't ride in Canada right now. But we're gonna do that here eventually. And we actually we were planning on going down to West Virginia to ride in the mountain areas down there. Was the it West Virginia? At Phil McCoy Trail. Yeah, is that West Virginia? Ain't it? Uh, West. I think it's West Virginia and Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, we were we were planning on doing that, but you know, for one, my dad's machine hasn't came in yet, so that's a kickback. And if you plan next summer, we might be be able to go too. We'll try. Yeah, I can't tell you what next summer's going to bring, but for I sure. I can't tell you. They might have a Razor. I might have a Defender still. I don't know. Yeah, if you would have told me that I would have bought an, an X3. Several, several quads, an X3, sold my dirt bike, and I would have told you, like, you're crazy. But <laughs> uh, it happened, yeah. I sold the dirt bike, sold my quad, sold the Honda. I sold the Honda a while ago, didn't I? Yeah, that was... That was last year. Last fall, I think. Last fall. Okay, anyways. We were looking at getting that before we had the Defender. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I sold, had my dirt bike. Sold Hot Tamale. You know, all this. Hot it, Tamale was a surprise to me. Yeah, I was like, well, now's the time to do it. So I sold it. And uh, actually, one of the big reasons I sold it. I got to looking under the frame. And it was rusting a little bit more than I would like it to. So I was like, it's going. <laughs> so because it was a plow quad and it was exposed to salt and i just didn't want to deal with that rust and the frame uh, i mean it wasn't i'm not gonna say it was you know poke your finger through it but it was like i don't want to deal with you someday so and i don't 
I just didn't want to ride it anymore. I got bored with it somewhat. Yeah, I was wondering if you were getting bored with it. I was. Well, I mean, obviously, I liked spunky riding. I, you know, the dirt bike was really fun, but it's not fun always with by yourself. You know, I like yeah. to ride with other dirt bikers, and that just wasn't happening as much as I would like. So I just wanted. That's why I'm taking the gamble with the X3. There's a was, lot of side by sides in your family, though. There is, and that's pro- that's another reason I got this. I mean, might as well join them. I mean, can't beat them. Yeah, them. I do like riding quads, and eventually, I'm sure I'll get more. What's but... funny is you're one up in your younger brother to me. You, you you go ahead and tell him that he makes a joke every day. I'm gonna tell you. He's gonna be breaking he, he, he down. He so said much. that. He said it. Oh, I'll tell you if you get stuck. And then <laughs> I got stuck today. And then oh, I can't tell you. So <laughs> well, I was just joking. Well, it didn't sound like that. <laughs> when I prove you wrong, yeah. and I got stuck. You didn't want to tell me. Mm-hmm. So I know he's gotten stuck quite a bit. The gravel pit too. He needed my help to help push him out. <laughs> uh, the one time I almost had a. Pull him out with my quad. He probably won't ask you when you have a can in. Nope, he probably won't. <laughs> they call someone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have a call That's Ford right. to come pull him out. Luckily, my dad gives him a bunch of crap because my dad has a turboed razor coming in. And, uh, yep, Brock's going to be left in the dust. He got two turbos going to be out doing them. He's going to have to put a turbo on his XP. Yeah. Well, then he, he'd have a true turbo he 1000. Yes, he would. He would probably kick our asses. He probably would. And I hear, I heard there's those kits are expensive. I don't know why, but I hear they're like thousands of dollars. To, I don't know huh. why they are, but I could Is it be wrong. A bigger turbo. I think it's just because not too many people make them. It's because it's a really aftermarket thing. He's he's pretty smart. You could probably figure it out if you bought an eBay turbo. <laughs> yeah, throw a Chinese eBay turbo yeah. on there. You could probably do that. What would you call that? It wouldn't be a hood stack. What would you call that a stack? A bed stack? Maybe. <laughs> but like a truck stack through the box. Yeah. I don't know where where do the Razor's turbos, where do they put like exhaust at? I don't know. I never, I've never seen one. I haven't either. I've never been in a turbo. I'm, I'm I've never really looked at the motor on an X3 even. I know they come out through the center, yeah. which is different, but that's a three-cylinder, yeah, so. Yeah. Oh, listen, okay, here's another topic I wanted to bring up. I just thought of it today. I was looking, so when I bought the X3, because I didn't know, I mean, I know of them, but I don't know them to detail like I know, I would say, razors. Because I, you know, I'm really into razors because I've just been riding them for years. We've been riding them since 2008. Um, I mean, we had a, like I said, we had a commander. um, But the first generation commanders were kind of horrible. Um, we haven't really gone back to a Can-Am side-by-side in a while. And I think Can-Am does have a lot still to this day to figure out on how to make a good side-by-side. I shouldn't say that I'm not saying they're bad, but um, I think Players has them up a notch when it comes to the side-by-sides a little bit. Cause some, just some things that I feel, Can-Am does is kind of stupid sometimes. I, I kind of get, like, and on the X3, like, I rode in one. You can't really see your wheels. Yes. Like, you don't there's know. there's some things like that. I it's mean, it's like riding in a sports car. Where in the in the razor, you sit up yeah. high enough, you can kind I of would say feel. That. Yep, you sit you sit lower in the X three. That's for sure. Um, 
the floor, the if you look underneath the X3, the 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 belly pan they have is stupid. It's like a half belly pan, so it literally scoops dirt if you bottom out on a mm. steep hill. So you're literally scooping dirt. Um, I know if you're rolling without a windshield, you eat a lot of dirt. You probably do. In the front. Yeah. I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot in the next year. I've, I have only ridden them a couple, uh, just a handful of times. I heard you broke a lot of windshields on the Razors, too. I only broke one. <laughs> just one. That was on a very old Razor. Uh, before they put sway good sway bars in them, but then your dad like just fixed it and then you rolled it again. He or just put it on like it only had it for like five days and I rolled it and it just it cracked it and it, this was the aftermarket one so it wasn't it wasn't no it was a hand it was a it was custom one. built it was custom yeah. he just yeah okay so anyways back to the topic um I was doing research on. Can-Ams, and I wanted to see what kind of Can-Am I was getting into, and I found out, obviously, I have the base model. Um, but I was kind of curious to what what the other models mean and what how many other different versions of the X3 are there. And come to find out, there's a, a lot of different versions of X3s, and I don't know why there's so many different versions. It's kind of ridiculous. And the naming, the naming skew they use is hilarious. So I'm going to bring this up again. I don't think I've heard this. You okay? So I'm gonna. <laughs> I've seen the different like models. There's like a lot of different well. models, and you're gonna. I learned a lot today, or I should say the other day, not today. Um, the different versions, um, and I'm kind of comparing these different versions to razors, and razors. I would say have the naming down because they're not so confusing. Now, I'm gonna tell you why this is so confusing. Let me bring it up. Well, I bring this up. Why? I guess. Why don't you tell us a funny story? A funny story. Oh man, put me on the spot. Like I that. am. It's part of your job. You gotta, you gotta come down. Think out. on the fly. Yeah. Huh. Don't really got one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh my God! All right. I think I found it though. All right. All right. Um, Search through all your Pornhub over there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, there are 10 dif- different versions of X3s. Holy crap. This is uh, this is for 2020, just to let you know. All right, so what I have... So they've probably got 12 now. They probably do, but I'm just looking up 2020 because that's what I the year I bought. So I have the Maverick X3 Turbo. That's that's base. They call it the base, the base model. All right. Actually, there's probably different. Okay, so I'm going to put... There's actually more than 10 variants because I'm putting the four-seaters in this. Um, so every the four-seater version is always called the Max. Yeah, I knew that going off the okay. Fender, the Max. Okay, so now... So, the, so then there's the Maverick X3 Max Turbo, which is the four-seater. So every, almost every version has a four-seater. Not all of them, though. So there's 20 different. There, no, not <laughs> quite, but close. So the next version is uh, X3. I'm going to just, these are all Mavericks, so I'm going to just start with X3. So then you got X3 DS Turbo R. So I believe the DS version, all that is, is more horsepower. And um, I don't remember what the R stands for. Race mode. Don't remember, so don't really matter. So then you got the the four seater version, X3 Max DS Turbo R, 
And the next step off of that, you got an X3 RS Turbo R. And RS means, um, I RS is the 72-inch version. Oh, okay. That's, that's what RS means. Um, I want to say the R is more horsepower. I wonder I, if that stands for, like, race sport. It could be. I don't. I don't know if it stands and then for race. Or just I don't race know sport. what it stands for. If it means anything, so I'm guessing DS is maybe just an upgraded package. I don't know. Okay, I, I don't know. Okay. Anyways, welcome to Canon. Oh wait, 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 wait. Okay, DS is the 64 variant. So RS. RS is 72, 72 variant. And the the R okay. means more horsepower than base model. I want to say 180. I want to say maybe 190. No, I don't I think, think it's that high. I think it's or one, 160. 172 and 168. I, I can, you know what? I can t- I can bring it up right now. Um, maybe it's 178. 172. 172 was right the first time. Okay. Anyways, so that's kind of what I learned. Okay, and so next one is so so we have X so it's X3 RS Turbo R. And then you got the four seater X3 Max. Max RS Turbo R. And so now then here's the next package X3 X DS Turbo RR. I've heard of those ones. So the RR is more horsepower, but I also think the RR is the mudding package, I think. I think that's what RR means. So it's more horsepower, but it has a snorkel kit X- on it. XMR. Is the snorkel one okay? That you're probably right. Well, I, I I don't know. Pretty sure I we right still got a list to go through here. X, Anyways, XMR comes with like the snorkel kits and the. Let me, you know. What, let me just click this link and see what it says. Um, now be accurate about it. So what is it? Okay. Um, <laughs> while the name of this model is lengthy and a bit confusing, it features. It's the features that really set this UTV apart. X3X DS Turbo RR features a 64-inch, so that's what the DS is, a 64-inch model, um, 100 and 102-inch wheelbase. Maybe that's what the X means. A shorter wheelbase, maybe like a cross-country. Maybe, maybe that's what the X means. I don't know. Um, comes with Fox shocks, um, 195 horsepower. No, so it's the top or the motor. So maybe that's what RR means, 195 horsepower. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's about as high as they come stop. Yeah, I think that's. I think you're right. So that's what that is. That's what the that package is. Okay. So next up is a four seater version, which which is the X3 Max XDS Turbo RR. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now they got the next one, the next package here. X3 X RS Turbo RR. Hmm. What? <laughs> so, all right, this one, wait, is, which one is it? Um, I think that one is the funny, no, no, the, this one, the four-seater variant is hilarious to me. This is the same thing, X3 Max X RS Turbo RR. <laughs> it's just, it's just so confusing. That's funny. Um. Okay, so then we got. It gets a little bit better. So then after that, you got X3X RC Turbo. So uh, you got the 72-inch with the turbo. Does that come with a rough country um, lift? Is that what RC stands for? 
RC. <laughs> no, I think RC. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize he had RS and then RC. Good question. I don't know what RC means. I was just rough country, you know, like it. <laughs> so it's 64 inch, 120. Oh, this one only, the RC only has 120 horse. So it's like a base model then. So it kind of goes back to the base model, but it's. With upgrades. They say it's designed for the desert and rock crawling. So it's kind of a rock crawling variant. So maybe it has like a, also RC is rock crawl. Yep, that's but you. And it has says it has eighteen inches of wheel travel, so I think it's got more wheel travel, less yeah. horsepower. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I that makes sense. So they don't make a four seater of that. Um, so then you got the next one, X three XRC Turbo RR. So the same thing, but with more horsepower. So rock crawling, but with more horsepower. Yep. Um, and then you got the next one, which is an X three X. MR Turbo. I've never heard of XMMR. an MR. That's the mudding That's the one. mudding one. Yep, you're right. MR is probably, well, mud. Mud racing. Mud. Mud, mud running. Mud running. Mud, yeah. That's 120 horse. Um, and they have a different transmission in that. It's supposed to be a lot slower to handle mud tires and stuff. And a reduction the weight. Yeah. And... and then you got another mudder here, which is the X... X3 XMR Turbo RR, so it's the mudding one with more, more horsepower. horsepower. And then they have a four seater ver version of that, which is X3 Max XMR Turbo RR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. MX so. XMRs are pretty sweet. XMR. Okay. The XMR has always been I their see. off roading I, one. So on this, they actually have an, a space between X and then the MR. So. Well, even like the Outlanders or quads have or mm -hmm. the XMR. Okay. And then the Defenders have an XMR. And them are the mudding ones. They got the okay. snorkel kit. I see. That makes sense. And they actually have different, um, like mine has a work mode. They have like a mud mode where like it's different tunes yeah. to the engine. Yeah. So I would say KM should reevaluate their naming a little bit but a little more I guess user if, friendly if you get a, if, you, if you do the research it does kind of make sense but just like what am i reading right now that the name is just too lengthy like the longest one is x3 max xds turbo rr i mean it's just like a lot to say but yeah i just saw that hilarious <laughs> um but i think razor does do a good job at naming their vehicles like their rock and trail model and then the high lifter editions the mud. yeah i mean those are you know the obvious ones but then you got you know the base i don't well they don't really have a base model anymore but it's a razor trail razor trail is now the base model yeah i think that sounds about right um but then you would have the next the next one up would be the s that was always the best one. It used to be the best version to get. They don't. So the, I because I looked into it this year, they don't have a Razor nine hundred S premium. If you go up to the S premium, it's an automatic one thousand. Okay, and they they're probably changing it up, but yeah. So they have the S, and then you kind of bump up to, um, the XP, which all that is is a longer wheelbase. No. They uh, changed the rear. The S has the the shocks, and then the the XP has the like three link in the back. 
Like with the trailer. Yes. Arc. Yep. You're right. So, but the, they do have a long, longer wheelbase, and I think that's what the trailing arms is on there for, is to make a longer Probably, wheelbase. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, you're right. Yep. So the S has a arms in the back, and the XP don't. It has trailing arms. Um, and then you just have turbo variants of each, and I mean, it's not as confusing. I don't think there is there a turbo S now. Yep, they do have a turbo yeah. S. Yep, no, they do. Me. Uh, I don't know if they have one this year, but it is a thing. Uh, it used to be a thing anyways. Maybe they got too competitive and they just went with Turbo XP. Yeah, the XP is mainly in the Turbos, but they do have a Turbo S. I've seen them. Hmm. They're not, they're, they're not as available or you just don't see them as much as the others. I, I don't know why. I think people like the longer wheelbase a little bit more, but. A little bit better ride. Yeah. Yep. Plus, um, yeah, the XPs also have a wider wheelbase, too. You well, can, then you got the Razor Dynamics, too. Tur- I've seen that, Turbo Dynamics. Mm-hmm. With the Never heard of that. The on-demand suspension. Oh. Oh, the live, you know, the live yeah, suspension. I did hear it. Yep. I've, That's, like, the one that are top of the line. That's, like, above the premium, I think. Okay. And then they have the XP Pro now. That's, like, the yeah. top of the line. Pro Ultimate. Pro Ultimate is, I, I, yeah. So I guess they're probably not as confusing as the Can-Am's names, but they do have a lot of other versions too. But Maybe in Canadian terms, the RRSDXS <laughs> yeah. makes more sense. <laughs> True. I mean, they are buying it with their loony money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just talking to my dad today about that, and I was like, I learned a lot about K&Ms today. And that's just X3s. You should look up... I did not know that they made different variants of Maverick still. I thought Maverick was just X3s, but nope. There's Mavericks. Oh, they got Maverick trail. trails and sports and all that uh-huh. kind of... They the, look kind of like the OG Mavericks. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. And they don't put turbos in them. And they run 1,000 engines in those Mavericks. Yep. And then... You uh, don't see them hardly at all. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I've seen a couple of them. They're just not as abundant, and people. I think just I, the X3s just look more sporty. Maybe that's why people like them. I kind of like how the shocks come through the front of the. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, also the, they came out with new commander this year. Yeah, you don't see commanders as much either anymore. They got a whole new body style. It, it long. I I should look it up. I don't know what they look like, but if if they look better than the old variant then i hope see i thought the old ones looked dope like i thought those were sweet looking mm-hmm. and the new ones i'm like eh, i don't know really how i feel about them but a lot of people are like oh the new ones are so sweet but i don't know i just it it reminds me kind of like a bulldog like they just got like a smash face yeah is what they, it looks they like do they do look like that that's the one thing in it, like, and maybe they changed it, but the OG uh, Commander, um, Can-Am ran the engines right in between the two seats. Like, you were sitting basically on top of the engine, and they got hot in the cab. It was vibrant. It, the Can-Am's motor, it probably don't do it anymore, but that, that Commander engine vibrated and ticked so bad. I know the, the Mavericks, too, when you had to work on them, you had to pull the whole interior out. Yeah. Because I, 
how they had the drive shafts on there. You literally had to pull everything yeah. apart. It was a pain in the ass to work on. And they could still be like that, but I know the X3s, the engines are in the back like the Razors, um, so they're not as I think K&M took some pointers from players on K&M that. had some bad lemon in, uh, lemons for a while. They just... And they, they still got to figure out their crap a little bit. Like, well, for player, one thing, the doors, I hate the doors in the X3s. You got to pull a little tab from the inside to open it. And it's just stupid. Not a push button, like, on Yeah. The... It's just, it's a pull thing. And it's just so flimsy. It's just like, why did you stop here? <laughs> you, you, they kind of commit to being a luxury version of, like, ATVs and side-by-sides. But some things they just... Doers, just stupid. That was one thing why we went with Defender over Ranger was the interior. Yeah, was way better. Yeah, no, they're in. They make it, it seems more luxurious. Cam stuff does. I would the say the seats were a lot more comfortable, mm-hmm. and the fact that they could all fold up, and like like in an emergency situation, you could fold all the seats up in the back sure. on the max and had double your cargo space. We're on the Ranger. You still had storage underneath the seats, but you couldn't just fold them up. And that's, you know, kind of comparing. Uh, I think one thing KM does right, and that's their uh, four wheelers, their ATVs. They make a nice luxury 4x4 quad compared to Polaris and just about everybody else um, when it comes to that. They make a nice quality, nice trail riding machine. Um, I would say Polaris makes a good quality 4x4, but the ride quality isn't there. If you're going to get into four-wheelers, I do got to add, and they've been at it for forever, Honda has a very good four-wheeler. They, I would say they do. The only thing I would say is that they make a nice running It's It's more engine. of a ranch quad. They are a good utility quad as well. Um, they pretty much never let you down, but they are slow, and yep. they're getting better, but they've always been just robust, just old-fashioned, I would yes. say. But it's because it still sells. They're yeah. selling to the old-fashioned crowd, yep. where Can-Am and Polaris are targeting the younger kids. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Honda, yeah, no, I love Honda stuff, um, but... They are not competing with players in KM. They're just kind of doing their own thing. And they've always done their own thing. But, but it's worked for them, though. It does. Yeah. And I a lot of people, that. like a lot of the older crowd, too, is like, well, it doesn't have belts. They'd rather have the shaft drive. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, that's the, why when the you see. reliability on that. Yeah, that's what, when you see uh, mudding Hondas, they only have one snorkel, and that's for the air intake. Yeah. Because they don't have to snorkel the CV box. Or, yeah, CV, is that right? CVT. CVT box, yeah. The clutch. Yeah. It's, it's been a late day. <laughs> <laughs> it's only, what, 130? Yeah. yeah. Look at that, right so, on the money. Yeah. Should buy a lotto ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at keeping track of time somewhat. <laughs> So yeah, I'm I'm excited though. I can't wait to just kind of compare, really compare the X3 because I haven't been in. I've only you know I've ridden in one and driven one once, but maybe twice. Not much. So I just want to really see. Um, yeah, the the one thing that the reason I'm getting it is because for one it was a good deal, but I just wanted 
Now I just want to switch things up a little bit and uh, see what happens. And I'm looking forward to riding in it. Yeah, and uh, get some nice uh, goodies on it eventually. Um, and then, yeah, for the channel especially, I can really compare the Razors and the X3 because that's kind of the only thing they compete with is the Turbo, um, the Turbo Razor. And we're going to be getting one, so I, I just really want to compare and kind of see what I like the best. And, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive the X3 either way, but who knows, maybe next year I'll get rid of it. You never know. <laughs> never know. You never know. I got a salvaged addiction right now. <laughs> you'll, you'll end up buying an XMR X3 next Ugh. year to go mudding. Yeah, I mean, I learned, I mean, I was never in big into mudding but it's fun when i can do it but i'm not gonna i'll never unless i have a lot of money to spend you know but i'll never specifically buy a mudding quad well you, you'll get the rr version of what you're getting so it has the some more horsepower. horsepower yeah it'll still drive slower but i don't know how much slower they actually go no i'm just saying you'll get an x3 oh rr so RR. so so it's from factory. It already has enough horse, yeah. more horsepower. Yeah, that's what. So I don't have to spend the you're, the money on the tuner. Well, you're gonna upgrade the extra you're getting, and then you're gonna be like, "Well, I should just bought the RR." <laughs> so then you're gonna buy a salvage yeah. RR, and then that's upgrade that too, and then sell your good buddy Wyatt your base model. Oh, X3. that's stuff. Right here. <laughs> we'll see how Rebecca wants to do that. <laughs> Did she like the one that? That she wrote in, uh, what was what, Thomas's? Yeah, well, she told me she wanted it when we were getting one of these after oh. she wrote in it. Oh, so if you're hearing this, Rebecca, you're getting, you're probably getting my X3 eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well, she did say that when we get one of these. <laughs> well, I gotta sell the Defender and, yeah, you know, maybe the Jeep. Just kidding. <laughs> that's your baby. Nah, I'm just kidding. I like Jolene, too. She's paid for. Jolene? Was that the truck? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tonka toys. <sighs> Jeep. <laughs> yeah. You got your silver bullet out there. Yeah. I I need a nickname for her, and I told Brianna not, we're not calling her the silver bullet. You that your mountains aren't blue? Well, I could make you a blue mountain sticker for it. <laughs> blue mountain. <laughs> my my dad had a truck back in the day. He called that the silver bull. I just don't want to copy copy the same name. But it does need at this. It does need a name. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> it just it'll come to us eventually. But right now it's just not there yet. Can name her cores. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cores. Uh, it does look like a cores can. <laughs> it's that type of silver. Well, is, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? I think we covered it. Covered a lot. Um, I'm sure. We'll come up with more content than I thought we were going to have. Yeah, I know. You just come up with one topic and it just keeps coming to you. I told you you'd be good at this. I can it's talk just... for hours on one thing as yeah. long as someone brings it up. Yeah. I know. I I just like talking about the stuff and that's why we're, we're doing this podcast and, uh, I hope you guys enjoy this stuff. Um, we really like talking about it, and I really want to get more people involved in, into it here soon. Um, so, if you guys, you know, 
subscribe, depending on what platform you're on. Follow us. Um, if you guys want, and I want to start doing this, um, but if you want to head to, I have down in the description on whatever platform you're listening to us, you can find my email address. It's brapaholic.biz at gmail.com. And if you want to ask us some questions, we'll happily answer them questions on the podcast. And, um, That'd you know, be fun. It'd be fun, yeah. Yeah, preferably be, you know, related to this type of thing, off-roading type of stuff. And, uh, yeah, we'll answer you guys' questions. So, um, yeah, just head over to that that email and in the subject line you just put podcast subject or question. And, um, and also, if you want to, you can head over to, you know, my Facebook page. You can comment on that. Or you can head over to the Discord, which um, I should probably try to open back up. But you can also contact me in that or Instagram, whatever. Any of these things down below you see in the description, you can contact me. Just ask the question, and you know I'll see it, and we'll answer that question on the podcast. So we're gonna try to start doing that. We'll add that into our our topics, of, you know, community questions. Um, so we'll yeah. try to do that. That's good community questions. Yeah. So, yeah, we should definitely do that. Um, yeah, for sure. You can uh, check us out on all them platforms. Uh, if you can head over to YouTube.com slash Brapaholic. That's where my YouTube channel is. And then I have the link down to my second channel if you're interested in uh, vlogging type of stuff. I post on there every, every once in a while. So, yeah, uh, I really appreciate everybody listening in. And uh, I think we're probably going to close up. Sounds good. Alright, um... Good night. That was a good night. That was a good solid hour and 40 minutes or so, so... Yeah. If you guys could, please leave a like and subscribe, uh... And... I'm trying to think of anything else. We're on many platforms, so you don't have to just listen in... You don't have to just listen to us on YouTube. We're available on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um... Radio Public... All kinds of things. We're available on all kinds of stuff. So um, so there's a lot of opportunity for you guys to listen to us. So if you're on the go, Spotify is easy. That's what I like to do. Um, either way, uh, we get financial support and everything. So um, I appreciate everybody listening in, and we'll see you guys next week. See ya.